Welcome to the Red Words Podcast, where we pursue a personal relationship with God the Father and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Join us weekly as we deep dive into the dynamic and oftentimes curious Holy Spirit-inspired book of God's Word. In Revelation chapter 5, we witness the opening of the scroll of all scrolls, the deed to earth, that was forfeit by Adam in the Garden of Eden. We learn that this scroll can only be opened by a special person who must be a kinsman of Adam, someone who is capable, willing, and who could assume all the obligations to the beneficiary. He is none other than the one who was, and is, and is to come. The opening of this scroll marks the beginning of God's end-time events that are listed in Revelation and in the prophetic book of Daniel, chapter 9. Therefore, understand that at this future time, millions of people will already have been snatched out from earth. They will simply vanish. World governments and media outlets will attempt to cover up or explain away this massive event, but the fact will remain. People from all walks of life, every age, ethnicity, color, and nationality will no longer be present on earth, and chaos will ensue. Additionally, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, right now, during our current time, Holy Spirit restricts the approaching evil and lawlessness that will culminate in the single world leader coming into power. Holy Spirit is identified as the restrainer, and he is preventing this lawless man and Satan from completing this rise while God continues to bring people into his church. However, when God is finished gathering, the great snatching out of God's church will occur worldwide and God will no longer require the restrainer to hold back the forces of evil and lawlessness. Without Holy Spirit combating evil, the lawless one known as Antichrist will burst onto the world stage and begin moving his way up through the ranks until he becomes the single political and military world leader. Here is the warning from 2 Thessalonians. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Satan has been working toward this goal for nearly 6,000 years, but it is comforting to know that God alone determines when Antichrist rises to power and when Antichrist falls from power. Thankfully, God will limit the reign of Antichrist for the sake of his elect, as we read in Mark chapter 13, verse 20. Unless the Lord had shortened those days, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, whom he chose, he shortened the days. Right now, before these future events begin, you and every person on earth has the opportunity to avoid the reign of Antichrist. For God loves you so deeply that long ago he and his Son and Holy Spirit devised a plan. God sent his Son to earth so that his contemporaries could witness him, hear and see him in person. But humanity rejected Jesus as the Son of God, but also as their Savior, and demanded he be crucified. Jesus allowed himself to be killed on a cross in order to take all the sins of the world upon himself. 
It was the only way to redeem earth back to his father. Then Jesus laid in a tomb for three days, but he did not remain there. He resurrected, rolled away the stone, and physically walked out of that grave to continue his ministry for another 40 days. Jesus proved that he lives. He is alive today. In his resurrection and subsequent proof of life after his resurrection, Jesus conquered death forevermore. When his work on earth was complete, Father God called his son up into heaven where he sits today, awaiting the twinkling of an eye moment when God gives him permission to resurrect his church out of the world. But why must all of this happen? Because God will achieve his separation of believers unto himself, and right now he is patiently waiting for people to choose. There is no better time than right now to come to the realization that the Lord Jesus Christ is your Creator and Savior. Jesus is the one and only Redeemer of all mankind, and He waits for people to choose Him and receive His free gift of salvation. Amen and Amen. So, now we dive into the events that occur after God's church is removed and the Restrainer is no longer holding back the rise of Antichrist. Here is Revelation chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. John stands before the heavenly throne where God is seated in all of his brilliant light. God holds a scroll that has seven seals, and there are words written on the outside. So what is the deal with this scroll? In ancient Jewish law, whenever property was sold, there was a clause in the deed that allowed the original owner to purchase the land back at some future date. That future date was called a redemption, which is the act of regaining possession in exchange for payment. The repurchase had to occur within this future time frame, and certain terms over and above the actual payment had to be fulfilled in order to repossess the land. Those requirements were written in the deed and sealed. On the outside of the original deed, specific requirements were written that had to be fulfilled before the Redeemer could gain possession of the land. When the instructions were completed, two copies were made. The original sealed deed was buried in a jar, while the copy was held by the original owner. At the time of redemption, if the original owner desired the property, 
both deeds were brought forth. As mentioned, not only was payment required, but all the other requirements had to be met as well. If those requirements could not be met, the seals on the original deed could not be lawfully broken, such is the case here. God holds the scroll deed to earth that only one man can open. John recognizes that this scroll contains something so important, so vast, and so great that not one single person is allowed to even look at it, much less open it. John cries uncontrollably over the fact that throughout the entire universe, no one can meet the requirements written on this scroll. No one can redeem earth back to its original owner, and therefore, Satan will be allowed to rule forever. John is literally wiped out with the pain and suffering this knowledge brings. Then, one of the 24 elders comforts John and tells him that there is one. He is the mighty Lion of Judah, the one who created King David, the one who will redeem the promise of the Davidic covenant in Luke chapter 1. This one alone is the powerful victor over all of the requirements and can open all seven seals. John lifts his head, and there, walking among the thrones near the living creatures, is the sacrificial Lamb of God. John recognizes his master, his beloved teacher and friend. The Lord Jesus has upon his head seven horns that scripturally depict the power and honor awarded to a king. John also recognizes the seven eyes as the seven spirits of God, those same messengers who delivered the seven church letters Jesus told John to write in the early chapters of Revelation. Oh, the joy John must have felt to know that those instructional letters were made available by the seven spirits to the pastors of the seven churches and then to all of humanity. For surrounding John in the throne room are the saints who read, understood, obeyed, and came to believe the prophetic information that was written in those seven church letters. Then King Jesus steps forward and takes the deed to earth out of his Father's hand, for he alone is worthy. But worthy of what? Earth and all that is in it, the universe and all that is within it, along with every angel and all mankind, were created by the Trinity. Yahweh, His Son and Holy Spirit, are the original owners of creation, as we read in Psalm 24.1. The earth is the Lord's, and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to Him. God created earth and then gifted it to Adam as we read in Genesis 1 verse 26. God said to Adam, Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over every moving and creeping thing, for I have given it unto thee. It is yours. When God did this, Lucifer, God's highest and mightiest angel, did not approve In his anger over God's gift to Adam, Lucifer made five declarations. Here they are in Isaiah 14, verses 13 and 14. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. 
I will ascend above the height of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. And in Isaiah 14, God answers this prideful created angel. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. So we know Lucifer's original statements and God's final future act against him. But what happened in between? God cast Lucifer out of heaven, and when he was removed, Lucifer took one-third of God's angels with him. They landed on earth, and the Lord Jesus Christ renamed Lucifer Satan, which means deceiver, murderer, liar, and thief. He is the epitome of all things evil. Satan set out to conquer mankind, and he determined the best way to do that was through the female. He waited until the time was ripe and approached the woman Eve in the Garden of Eden and deceived her, convincing Eve to disobey the only command God had given his original couple. Do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, otherwise you will die. Adam and Eve ate from that tree, and of course, the couple, who was originally created immortal, died because of their sin. When they disobeyed God's one command, they forfeited the deed to earth over to Satan, and he has been the prince of the world ever since. He got what he wanted, and Satan has lived up to his name. Every evil and horrible thing that has occurred on this earth has happened and continues to occur because of Satan. He is the one responsible for weakening the nations, causing governments to give up their sovereignty to this upcoming single world leader called Antichrist. But glory, hallelujah, Jesus Christ came to earth and paid the redemptive price to regain his creation back to his Father. Jesus could not and did not remain in that grave, even though Satan thought he had won when he produced the evil to have the Lord Jesus Christ killed. Satan believed, with Jesus forever dead, he would fulfill his five I will declarations. But Satan is a created being and does not comprehend the full power of the Trinity. Jesus, in his mighty power, resurrected himself from that horrible death and from his grave. Jesus remained on earth 40 days ministering to his beloved highest creation, mankind, before he was called back to his father's throne room in heaven. Jesus is alive, and he will be returning to earth to rule and reign as king, just as he said he would throughout the New and the Old Testaments. But his time is not yet, because God is still gathering his church, and he will not cease his gathering until all have been separated out. Revelation chapter 5, verses 8 through 10 continues. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth.
The music swells as the sweet sound of ten thousand upon ten thousands of harps fills the air. John looks on in awe and wonder as the massive throne room reveals multitudes of saints singing. Great joy, hallelujahs, praise and worship erupt throughout heaven as the Son of God, the Son of Man, the mighty Creator rightfully takes possession of His creation in the greatest escrow closing of all time. But what is the significance of the golden bowls filled with incense? In the Old Testament, when priests went into the temple, they carried a golden bowl filled with incense and swinging from chains. They would take a burning coal, place it in the herbs, and smoke would rise, smelling very pleasant. This was an offering to God representing the prayers of His people, Israel. Only now, the 24 elders hold the same golden bowls, but inside is the incense that represents the prayers of God's church as their offering to the one redeeming God. Right now, at this time, earth's redemption is not yet complete, even though the price has already been paid through Jesus' death. Today, God's church awaits their complete redemption, as Paul tells us in Romans 8. And we, and all creation, do groan and suffer, waiting for our redemption. Even as we pray the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We await the great releasing of the Lord into the air just below heaven when he snatches out his church from earth. When he has his beloved, they will sing a new song because they represent every nation, color, tribe, and tongue on earth. All of God's people who recognize and choose him as Colossians 3.11 tells us, For there is neither Jew nor Gentile, bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. God's church is one big family within the Lord Jesus Christ, and they are singing the song of redemption brought to them through His shed blood. These saints know from the Lord's promises that the sanctified in Christ will rule and reign with Him on His redeemed earth. Revelation chapter 5, verses 11 through 14, completes this chapter. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures, and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. Wow! Ten thousand times ten thousand is one million. Multiply that thousands of thousands more, and that equals quite a large crowd, all shouting the worthiness of King Jesus' strength and honor and glory. Add to that every single created creature in the world, in heaven and under earth, in the sea, shouting in splendid, perfect harmony in their own unique voices, 
blessings and honor and praises and worship to their Creator King. I wonder if the people on earth will understand what's happening when this occurs. The sound will be tumultuous in heaven. It will be tumultuous on earth. But will the people hear it? Will they know? Will they recognize and understand that they need to come to the Lord Jesus Christ for their salvation? Scripture doesn't say, but Scripture does continue with the combined wrath of God, Satan, and man in the upcoming chapters. And so, dear friends, take heed of the Holy Spirit-inspired Word of God today as you seek a deeper personal relationship with Him. Thank you for joining me and know that the Lord Jesus Christ loves you very much, and so do we. Until next week, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen and amen.